Hey y'all, it's 9.30. It's um, Thursday, August 1st at 9.30 p.m. And it's Joy Exposed. So let's see, let's see. I'm gonna wait for you guys to kind of join in so we can get the show started. Hi there. Hi, Jonathan. Let's see, let me find David. There he is. Uh, so I can get him. Hi there. Hey, Vine. So it's good to see you guys. I know that I have uh, been uh, gone for a while. So now I'm finally back and um, we're going to get this show on the road. I'm waiting for my producer to join in. I see his name, but I don't see him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see if I can do it this way. Nope. I sent an invite here. Anyway, so I'll see him when he pops up, I guess. David, where are you? Anyway, good evening. It's uh, Thursday, August 1st, uh, 9.31. Mr. Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And uh, I haven't done a show in like a whole month, right? So I tried to do a show when I was in Italy and uh, we couldn't get it to connect. Uh, Facebook kept going down and then um, we couldn't stream it. And anyway, so we just, uh, just, I decided to enjoy my week. Hey there, Stephanie and Periscope. I, uh, I just decided to enjoy my month and um, I would work when I got back. So needless to say, I have lots to share. Um, I still don't see where David is, but come on. Okay, so needless to say, I've got lots to share. You guys know I start my shows off with um, three cheers, right? Three cheers of joy. And um, I have my cocktail here for my three cheers of joy. It's a pretty simple cocktail tonight. It's um, Diet Coke with rum. I didn't go to the store. I haven't much felt like shopping, so we're just going to go with this um for tonight so thanks to my son-in-law for keeping a stash of rum i don't even know the last time i had rum so i'll have to make sure i thank him for that okay uh david are you coming in all right well we'll see when he pops up anyway so my three cheers of joy and remember three cheers of joy are just really little things that happen that we have to celebrate because we always look forward to celebrating the big things. And I choose three, not I won't say little because they're significant enough for me to acknowledge them. I choose three things to celebrate. And this week, the first thing I'm going to celebrate, and we're talking about over a month. So there's tons to talk about. But what I'm choosing to celebrate this week is that, first of all, this morning I had my uh, mammogram. And... Oh my gosh. Hold on a second. Not in the room. I'm talking to David. He's in the wrong place. Just good old Facebook. All right. So first thing is that um, I had my mammogram. And so what I started doing about 10 years ago, because you know, once you hit 40, you have to start having a mammogram. So I have it to kick off my um I have my mammogram to kick off my uh, birth month. So August 1st is usually my mammogram. It's the first thing I did this morning when I woke up. It set, well, I woke up at 3.30 or so working, but my appointment was at 7, so my celebration is mammogram. Cheers. That's my first celebration. My next celebration of the three... The next celebration of the three is that um, I uh, have been resting very well. So I don't, I got a sad face on there about my drink, I think. So um, I've been resting very well, especially since I got back from my trip. I've literally been sleeping like a log, like every night, um, probably six or seven good hours, and then I'll wake up and then I'm ready to work. So that's been very productive for me. So cheers to resting well, because if you've um, followed me on Facebook or Instagram or read any of my writing, you know, one of the things I always talk about is that I don't sleep well. And so fortunately, I've been able to sleep well. 
cheers to that and over the break my break i um thought i was chilling and just enjoying myself but my business was doing really well and i had the um pleasure of signing a new author to my um shape publishing so i was very excited about that her name is erica cuts and so i'm in the process now of just reading her manuscript i haven't even read it yet but i also finished david cicerone's manuscript and it has been submitted for publishing so that was two major things that's happened and then in between writing my um segment for tonight and um in this very moment, I just got an email from another client who has sent me her forward and first couple of chapters of her book. So, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, all I'm doing is me and uh, things are just happening. So I'm really pleased with that. So I went from celebrating one client to celebrating two. So cheers to that. So those are my three cheers of joy. And um, so those are my three cheers of joy. And I hope that you have something, some cheers of joy that you're celebrating this week to kind of help you keep in mind that everything that you do matters for moving forward. So that's why I try to take little things that we sometimes ignore and just try to put some icing on them because those are the things that keep us going. Um, I have a Facebook post of the week and um, it was probably last week or the week before, I don't remember. My whole month was kind of jumbled together, but there was a big post about this beautiful uh, model and we all know her, um, her name is Nicole Murphy. And well, that was her name, I don't know her new name, but Nicole Murphy, she was married to Eddie Murphy and she's just long and lean and gorgeous. And uh, on, it was a big to do on Facebook because she was caught kissing a married man. So the reason I chose this is because, not because she was caught kissing a married man, I don't care if she kissed a married man. We all make our choices however we make them. The problem came for me is the backlash that the man's wife got. So it became the wife's issue that her husband was possibly cheating or not. Because it went from they're not cheating to they were just friends. And I stopped reading about it because who cares? You know, it doesn't affect me, right? But the idea that the wife had to bear the brunt of the husband's infidelity that was saddening to me because it it's constant reminder it doesn't matter what women do the men seem to never be held accountable or responsible aren't expected to be responsible for their actions so if he's cheating with a beautiful skinny lady it's because his wife isn't as beautiful as she was and now she's gained weight so it's the wife's fault right and i'm like where's the value of the man and the fact that he makes a decision. We no longer value that. Is it an expectation that men are given a pass on their behaviors? So the wife has to accept that, the ridicule, the shame, the already, and it's difficult. I mean, if you're not a woman, you don't know it's difficult to try to maintain a nice body size, unless it's something that it's just genetically in you it's a, it's hard. You can't be, everybody's not going to be a size eight or 10. I come from a family of women with hips. I, I remember back to my great grandmother, I come from a family with hips. So for me to think in my mind, to think I'm not going to have hips and thighs, that's fucked up. Cause I, that's what I come from. Genetically, it's what I've seen. It's what I know. And not that they were disproportionate, disproportionate in hips and thighs there were hips there was thighs there was a tiny waist or breast you know there was proportion to it but there's some understanding that i'm supposed to or that women are supposed to follow in this little guideline of what somebody has established and if you're not in there and your husband decides he's gonna go fuck around with somebody else it's got to be you because you let yourself go what it's like so I, the reason I'm talking about this and choosing this topic is because so many social media is the thing that we use regularly. And I, my mind will tell, my screen tells me how many hours I've been on social media. So I know that I'm on social media a lot. I've got to scroll through, see who's doing what, why they're doing it. But then I have to kind of keep my mind together when I'm responding because there's so many negative posts about 
women and what women are doing, that it's almost as if men are given a pass. And that sickens me. It disheartens me because men know they get a pass. And there's several men listening right now that know you get a pass. If you are in a relationship and you go out and cheat, the first thing that you know is that whoever you're in the relationship with, they're going to be mad at the person you cheat with before they even get to you. This bitch did this. She trying to tear down my house. She this, she this. She. It becomes somebody else's issue. If the men were expected, I think, to take direct responsibility of their actions immediately, then maybe some of the behaviors would stop. Because I know when I'm held accountable for fucking up or doing something, guess what? I don't want to do it anymore. But if somebody else is, that still gives me a pass to do it. So this was really disheartening for me that Layla Rashawn, and we all know Layla Rashawn. She's a beautiful woman. We remember her from, if you don't remember her from Boomerang, Sunshine, then you, um, if you don't remember her from Boomerang as the actress Sunshine, then you need to go watch the movie Boomerang. That was the Eddie Murphy movie. And we all remember her as Sunshine because when Red Fox talked about her and they talked about how good she was and she was one of the um, hoes and right, that's what she was on the show. But um, when they talked about her, how good she was, they talked about throwing it up in the air and it turns into Sunshine. We all remember that as a younger a younger woman, I remember thinking, man, that bitch is magic. She is powerful. I remember that. And I thought, that's what's up. And now, as years have taken their toll, we've all settled. We settled down. We get a little thick. She's got children. She's been married to this man for years. He's had other infidelities. And even still, he's not held responsible for his actions. She's responsible for his actions. And that's sad right? To me, it's just disheartening. So I um, try very hard to, when I see this stuff on Facebook, not to just snap. Because if you are thinking of being in a marriage or being in a relationship with somebody and something as simple as if they gain weight or if they cut their hair or if they dye their hair, or if they don't, if those are the things that could make you leave a marriage, you were already ready to leave before you got in the marriage. Sorry, I'm not married. I've been single for years, and I know it's so much other bullshit that happens in a marriage. If that's where you're caught up, get don't even get married. Just don't even do it. So you have to make sure that you understand the significance of who you are and of who you are and the fact that you're in control of your actions and own it. Ownership of your actions is huge. So I just wanted to share that as my Facebook post of the week, just to kind of talk about how the women are expected to get the brunt of the bullshit. So if my man goes out and he's got a woman and he comes home and or somebody tells me he's got a woman or I find out and I would probably have to find out because I'm not going to be asking and shit. I'm not that kind of person, but it's on him. He's responsible for me. He's responsible for his role in our relationship. I'm not going around him trying to get to some woman, which is a funny story because I did do that when I, when we were in high school. <laughs> he was dating a woman that worked at the McDonald's and um and me. And he doesn't even remember who she is. But I went to the McDonald's to introduce myself to her. <laughs> and you think about it, that's some eight, we're talking 18, 19 year old mindset, right? That's fucked up. <laughs> so when we are together, we sit up there and laugh because he has no idea who she was. That lets you know how insignificant that moment was in his life. And, uh, and hey, and look who's back. Ta-da. So you know, that's some real petty shit. And uh, I, I'm sorry for Layla Rashawn for having to endure her husband's infidelities. And somebody even said she should, she knows who he is. He's just been his true self. She should divorce him. Well, he should divorce her if he knows that this isn't what he wants. Just get the hell on. Save the stress and the drama. So I think it should be time for me to go to break. I David is on here somewhere.
So it's 945. We're going to be gone for about two and a half minutes. And we'll be right back with Joycelyn Wells on Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. I'm back, bitches. Ah! All right. Let's see. Let me respond to some of these comments. Let's see. Hi, Periscope. How you guys doing? Let's see who's on here. Jonathan's on here. I go live with Jonathan sometimes. He has a, uh, I forgot, Jonathan, what's the name of the show? Critical Thoughts about, he does a lot of thought provoking uh, topics about men and uh, relationships. He's big on relationships and helping people to see themselves through the relationships. So um, I've gone live with him a few times. His name is Jonathan Collier. Oh, Everyday Thoughts with JC. That's it. My bad. He has a, a YouTube channel as well. Um, hi, Anita. How are you? I'm so glad you guys are joining me tonight. And, uh, oh, David's making comments too, so that's perfect. And let's see who else is here. We've got, oh, Mr. Todd is here. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Jim. Let's see. Uh, I can now. Um, hi, Clayton. Hi, Viandi. Uh, Anthony, Bernice, Israel. Hi, Joy. Daryl. Hi, you guys. And thanks, David, for my congrats. I can see you now. Uh, Martin, Damien, Lewis. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much. Uh, that's right, Stephanie. You give up, you, but you don't give up on yourself. You give up on trying to please someone else, right? So this is who I am. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I love that. That is very strong. And I love you for that. You know how much I love you. Hey there, Stacey Van. Um, and you're right, David. The outside shouldn't matter as much as the inside, but unfortunately it does. And people get very caught up in it. And a very simplistic thought process. That's right. Stephanie and I, we agreed on that right there. Um, hey, Jocelyn. I think you back to school, right? Hey, Joe. Um, yes, I do see your comments now, David. And it is. Sometimes it is hard to learn the inside because people are closed. So you're absolutely right. And let's see. There's a caller with a question. So I will, um, there's a caller with a question, so I'm going to answer that when we get back on the air. So let's see if I can get David to click in with me. Uh-oh. That's not what I wanted to do. Let's go this way. Uh, oh, here I am, guys. I'm sorry. Y'all know I'm trying to learn how to do this live video. I, I did, David. I already clicked you in. I don't see you. I don't see your... It popped up and it went away before I could respond. Hi, Carol. All right. So I think we're going to be coming back in. So I'm looking for David to come back and join me. And uh, this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. And this is my first show back after my, hi, Maria. This is my first show back after my little hiatus. You guys know I was gone for a whole month. So for those of you who don't know, I got to spend a whole month in Italy. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And um, we're going to talk about that. Not not necessarily the things that I've done, just kind of the that I did. And I'll talk about some of that too, but just more of a lifestyle uh, change. Like what did I do to get to a place that I decided I was going to go to Italy for a month? But before I do, there was a comment from a caller in the studio that asked, uh, does the same happen if a man let himself go? And Scott W., uh, called in with that. So I think the the first thing that we have to wonder is if someone intentionally lets themselves go. That's the thing. When people get to a place of not caring about themselves, there's something going on internal. There's some tweaking that needs to happen because we're not set up to not want to take care of ourselves. So it, it's not an idea of letting yourself go. The idea is keeping yourself healthy. So 
when you are in a mental state that you can't care for yourself anymore or that caring for yourself isn't a priority, you've got more things going on than your weight gain or not combing your hair. You are really, you dealing with some mental things, right? So we have to not be so simple as like, we think it's a choice that someone makes that they're gonna stop taking care of themselves. That's not how that works. So if a man, if my man or if a man in a relationship has gotten to a place that he's no longer happy with who he is and he doesn't want to take care of himself and he's not even wanting to take care of people around him, his living, his living environment, then something's wrong. He needs some help, right? So I don't think anyone makes that choice to say, I'm going to stop taking care of myself. I, I, you know, when that happens, it's because you've gotten sick. And um, when it happens, it's because you're getting, uh, you've gotten mentally, you know, ill. And we've all gone through that. I remember being, I remember being overweight in my marriage at the end of my marriage. And I've been divorced now for like 12, 13 years. But like two years before the end of my marriage, I remember being so overweight. Like, I just remember hating it. Just, I couldn't, I could barely even wake up to function, but I was in a mental place. I was depressed. I had some serious issues that things had happened in the marriage or things that have happened inside of me that caused me to get that way. Now, when my ex-husband say I let myself go, he might, he might say that. I don't know. But um, I know that he would definitely tell you that one day I got up and I was tired of being a mess. I was tired of feeling bad. Not even as much as the clothes, like the me getting dressed or me being large. It was just that I didn't want to see anybody. I wanted to be invisible. And that's a tough spot to be in. And people suffer in that space all the time. And that's right, Stephanie brought up a very valid point. You don't even realize you're not taking care of yourself because you're just going through the humdrum everyday process of taking care of everybody else, especially if there are children involved. So if your husband, your mate, your partner isn't taking care of themselves, that's not a situation for you to be like, oh, you know, let yourself get fat or you're not bathing or you're not, I'm gonna leave you. If there's a mental stuff happening, it could be something that from a, childhood, something from work. And men hate their jobs. Some men literally hate their jobs and they go and they feel like they're obligated to do it. And so they keep going, but they don't want to. They're over it, right? And so when they fall into those depressive states, it comes out as anger and they're mean-spirited at home and they don't want to deal with anybody. That's, that's worse than letting yourself go. You cannot gain a single pound, but be at home and cuss everybody ass out and be grumpy. That's, you might have gained some weight and shut the hell up. I'd take that over you verbally abusing me. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Like There's so many different aspects to the mental process of existing. And that's why it's important to get on your own path and to take care of yourself. Because if you get lost on somebody else's path, that's where you're going to end up. You're going to end up depressed. You're going to end up trying to figure out how to exist, what to do to exist, right? So we have to be, yay, David, I'm glad you love your job. So you have to be very careful about people and um, how they um, how they're responding in the home. So to Scott W's question, if your husband let your let himself go, it's it'll be over time. It doesn't happen all of a sudden. Everybody knows. You know you know when your house starts to deteriorate and you'll then you need to make some actions. Take some actions. Maybe he wants help, maybe he doesn't. Who knows. So, thank you Scott for that question. All right, so let's see where we are now. So I'm going to read a new bedtime story tonight. Ooh. Hi there, John. Hi, Joya. Hi there. Hi there, Liz. So it's, um, so we're going to read a new bedtime story tonight. We'll read it from uh, More Virtues of Joy. It's from the second set of stories. I was going to read somebody else's, but I decided I've been gone for a month. Let me give them what they want. Some yummy, yummy joy, right? She's so much fun. She's such a great character to write about. Okay, so I have a couple minutes, uh, about four minutes before we go to break. So 
let me get, I'm going to start talking now about my trip to um, Italy. So check this out. I decided, <laughs> thank you. I decided that I'm going to, um, I decided I was going to go to Italy. I had a great opportunity. A girlfriend of mine moved over there for work. And I was like, I'm going to go over there and stay with her. Um, uh, I'm going to go over there and see her. So that's how the conversation started. But then, because, you know, I have a job during the school year, I was trying to figure out when I was going to get to go. And I decided I would go for the month of July. Now, keep in mind, you guys know this, I don't make very much money. I talk about that all the time. I live a very restrictive lifestyle. I don't spend a lot of money. I drive a car that's a 2011 Impala and it makes the clicking noise, you know, that click, 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 the, uh, I forgot what it's called, the heat door actuator or something. Anyway, so, but I don't want a car note and I talk about it all the time. I'm like, I should probably get a car, but I don't want a car note. I should probably buy a house, but I don't want to pay a mortgage. I should, like, I have all of these things that I feel like I should be obligated to do. I guess it's kind of the American dream, but I don't want to. I like the freedom of existing without all of these financial constraints. I would be the person that would be fine with living on a campground in my car. Like, I would be that person. I, I can do that for a couple months. It's not going to kill me. No big deal. So, when I decided that I would take this trip to Italy, I tried to figure out how I could afford it. And uh, I tried to figure out how I could afford it. And I just started kind of looking at my finances and how could I buy my plane ticket and how could I eat. And um, I literally just started looking at all the aspects of my life and thinking, how can I do this without asking somebody else to help me because it's not somebody else's responsibility if I'm choosing to go live in another country for a month. Now, I knew my friend lived over there, but I also thought that I would stay with her for a little while and then stay other places, kind of like Airbnb or couch surf, you know, that type of thing. So I researched a lot of it just to see what I could do to afford it. So the first thing was having the thought, and the second thing was saying it out loud. I started saying it out loud, like, hey, honey, I think I'm going to go to Italy for the month of July. And he's like, okay, babe. And so that's the thing with people around you is when you make statements and they're like, okay, babe, that sounds great. They don't doubt you because they see goodness in you and they see great things that can happen in you. And those are the people around me at this point. I, when I was coming up in early 30s, 20s, 30s, I didn't have that support. If I said I wanted to do something, somebody was always quick to shut it down. Or I believed I couldn't do it. So when you have people around you that love you and nurture you, and you say, oh, I'm going to go to the moon, they're like, oh, okay, that's going to be great. How are you going to do that? And then they'll send you an article about going to the moon. So that's essentially what happened. I said it out loud, and I started talking about it. And when you talk about it and you put it into the universe, you're now saying, okay, now please make arrangements for me to move. Because I've said this, I've opened this path, opened it, I'm ready for it to happen for me. And that's what happened. So I said it out loud, and I think we're getting ready to go to break. Um, yeah, so we'll finish up when we get back from break. This is Joyce Lund Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. We'll be back in about two and a half minutes. Mwah. Hi there, Periscope. What y'all doing? I never get to talk to you guys. Oh my God, do I have something in my teeth this whole time? I hope y'all couldn't see that. I had something in my mouth the whole time. They didn't even tell me in Facebook land. All right, so let's see <laughs> why you dead, John. You're so silly. That was probably Joya talking about she was um, dead. Yes, hi there, Shamir. Hi, Charles. David, you're right. Those $3 bottles of wine helped a lot. And I did get to go to your home country. That was nice. Hi, Natalie. Amen, Shamir said. Right? And Shamir actually contacted me about a couple weeks ago 
via text and she and I had a discussion and she loved the discussion so much. She's trying to figure out a way for us to um, put the information out there, a way for me to put the information out there because she feels like it's something that'll be really needed. So I've been working on that. We've worked, we've, we have the best conversations because we speak from such a honest platform of growth. So it's not like, why ain't men, we ain't having this conversation like, why ain't men shit? We ain't having that conversation. We're having more of a, okay, these are men. What is it about them that we need to understand or how can we be better to understand or is this a place that we need to exist? We talk from a growth space, not from a, a denigrating space, I guess. So not from a down, we talk up. So she and I have had some great conversations. We've talked about... um relationships we had another conversation about men hating women and they're not even aware of it just those comments so it's a couple things that are going on and i re really appreciate the dialogue that she um i really appreciate the dialogue that she um puts out there for me because it helps me to continue to move forward so thank you so much shamir and you're right so not from her we talk from it's got to be a loving space from love. That's right. We talk from love. Absolutely. So, uh, okay. So I'm back live now. I just got my message. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. And I'm back. So we're having some, we've had some technical difficulties, but that's all right. We're going to see them through. So we'll just keep going. So here's the thing. We were talking about um, speaking your thoughts into existence. If you keep them in here, in your mind, you're going to have a hard time demanding the energies and the universe around you to make them happen. So that's when you say it out loud, that's when stuff starts to happen. And we're talking about before we went to break, how I got to a place that I was traveling to Europe. I mean, to, yeah, to Italy for a month. I said it out loud. And when you say it out loud and you believe it, you remove some self-doubt. I deal with that often. That helps everything to flow your way. So once I said it out loud, I had to start acting on it. I had to set some dates. When am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? What is the plan that I, ha I had to start planning and I had to start studying? Now, the planning and the studying don't necessarily go hand in hand. The planning says, I have structured this time for this to happen. From June 30th, to July 26th, this is the time that I will be there. Now, nothing else is gonna happen in that time frame. No one's gonna schedule a reading. No one's gonna schedule an important meeting with me that I have to physically be there because I've already articulated, I will be away from the US those days. And believe it or not, I didn't have to tell anyone no. Once I stated my purpose, I didn't, no one came to me with something that I had to say no to. Now, I did stuff online by using um, email and some telephone conversations, some FaceTime, some WhatsApp. I did those type of things. But that was all in line with me being able to work in my own business, being away from home. So when you say something out loud and you put some parameters on it, because you are favored and your path is your own, you will get a response, a positive response to you. With You just can't doubt it, right? And that's the next thing that we're going to talk about is the self-doubt. So I had a thought. I said it out loud. I put some time aside when it was going to happen. And then I said, I said, well, I don't know if I can really afford it. I was looking at plane tickets and I was like, oh, I, I started my own issues. Like I was putting issues where they weren't issues. And then I picked up the phone and called this travel agent that I worked with before. And I said to her, hey, I want to go to Naples, Italy. And um, I want to fly out of Atlanta to Naples. And um, these are the dates. And could you find me a plane ticket? And can I pay you for it when we get paid, all my paydays? And she was like, of course. So I did that. She called me back. She told me what she had. Um, it even came with a card that I didn't have to pick up because it made the rate le less. And I made my deposit. And then I paid. Literally, when I got paid, I would pay some money. I'd pay some money. I'd pay some money. 
I made a commitment and I was so sure that I was not, it was not going to happen that I even got the insurance on it I, because that also gave me a safety net, right? It also made me think, what if something does happen? That satisfied my own innate desire of sabotage, right? We carry sabotage. We have a saboteur that lives in us. Mine was trying to say, it's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to have enough money. You're not going to. My saboteur was saying these things. I have to, I have to learn how to quiet that because my hero, if you can see my shirt, my hero is greater than my saboteur. My hero, my savior, my moving forward is greater than that in me, which will keep me in place. So I paid on it and I paid on it and I paid on it up until the very last, the very last day for me to pay my ticket, pay for my ticket. I paid on it. Now I have an amazing boyfriend and I know I could have said to him, honey, I need money. I didn't because this was my thing. And if I'm relying on the universe to give me what I'm asking for, I have to make my own steps. It helps me to build my own trust. It helps me to get sure-footed and it helps me to prepare for my future. I can't always go to someone for something when it's something that I've asked for. If it wasn't in my line of what's supposed to be for me, then I couldn't have asked for it, right? And it wouldn't have happened for me like that. So I paid for my plane ticket. I was really excited. Oh my God, it's paid for. Now what do I need to do? How, how do I pack for a month away? Okay, I need a large piece of luggage. And then of course you want to shop. And I was like, well, I have to look at the clothes that I have. And those are the clothes that I'm going to take. I'm not shopping for clothes. Nobody in Naples, Italy has seen anything that I've ever worn. I don't need any new clothes. That would have put me over budget, right? I put my couple credit cards away because I was like, I'm not using the credit cards. I can't afford to pay them when I get back. I don't need to spend any more money than I can afford to pay when I get back. So I really had to tweak my mind on these things happening. What do I do to get to a place that I can make this trek across the country by myself? So I really had to kind of teach myself or work with myself through that. And there wasn't a lot of panic. I didn't talk about it a lot on Facebook because I was like, what if I don't go? Everybody's going to know I didn't go. So I didn't talk about it. I mentioned it a couple of times. But it, for me, it was more of me saying, bitch, you are powerful. Your words means so much you are powerful and the thing that got me when preparing for this opportunity is that I was clocking every dollar I made and putting it aside like okay I won't buy that for $50 I'll get this for $30 I won't go eat a $20 hamburger I'll just grab me a double cheeseburger from McDonald's like I literally was looking at my dollars like crazy now, I'm going to get to another thing in just a second. But so there's, I have prepared for my opportunity. I've made the concessions to buy my plane ticket. And maybe I suffered. I don't know if I suffered or not. I, it, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I've missed anything, any meals. I know I had to nurse my foot for weeks, but that's fine. And then because I was going to a place that I had never traveled, I started studying. I bought a book, National Geographic's uh, book on Italy and I started reading about Italy what do I want to do what do I want to see do I remember this from school where would I have been exposed to this I don't speak any Italian like it was crazy all this stuff but I had already made a commitment so I had to know as much as I could know what am I going to eat food wise what am I going to drink which is yummy wine that there was tons of it Everybody had a vineyard. It was inexpensive and it was just different. But I knew prior to getting on the plane that when I stepped off the plane that there would be something new for me. I knew that. I knew that that would be a test of who I am. Now, I've been in the Caribbean and I've traveled and been in, you know, to the beaches and the, on the resorts, but we're talking I don't know, not the beaten path for me. We're talking, maybe you don't speak English, maybe you do. 
there was a lot of flack about people of color that I was reading online, how there could be some racial stuff. So I had my own kind of anxiety about this as I studied, but it didn't change the fact that I had made a decision, that I had made a decision and I said, this is what I'm going to do. And the universe had allowed a way for me to do it, had paved my way for me to move forward. So I um, made it a point to stay true to myself and the things that I had planned. You guys know I travel with my son in the summer times, so that meant my son had to be able to come. That was another airline ticket that I had no idea. Honestly, I had no idea how I was even going to pay for his ticket. And I'm probably still paying for it on my credit card. I'm sure I haven't turned it over once since I bought it uh, three, four, four months ago, maybe. I'm sure I haven't turned my credit card over. But he travels with me. We kind of went back and not he and I, he and dad, me and his dad went kind of back and forth on it. And it turned into, well, this is a great rate. Let me, um, this is a great rate. So let me uh, go ahead and grab this ticket. And then my dad gave my son an opportunity to come. And then we're going to talk about him towards the end of the show. So um, about him and his opportunity to come. So the main thing for me is just, what I've learned from this experience is speaking it out loud. You say it out loud and it opens it up for you. And me saying it out loud had nothing to do with anybody else. It had nothing to do with my faceless love, with my dad, with my mom, with my children. It was for me and my path is my own. That's a tough, tough place for me to get to because I've always been for everybody else. And finally I was for me. So you have a thought, you say it out loud, and you believe that you're going to be given what you're supposed to receive by putting the information out there. So I Periscope, again, I'm sorry I keep forgetting about you guys, but uh, you have to make sure that you believe it. If you say it, you believe it. And you're not, I mean, it's not like you're asking for something bananas. Like, I'm 5'3". Five, I'm it's not like I go to bed and say, Oh, Lord, please let me be five, six when I wake up. Like, that's not happening. We're talking about the power that's inside of me and for me to be able to move forward. Now, I do pray for my vision and my hearing because I do lack in both of those. But I pray for both of those that not even to be restored because I don't know what they were ever, but just to be able to maintain them until I get to a place that I have ears and I have eyes or someone to take care of me. But right now. I'm just on my journey. So if you have something that you're looking at, say it out loud. If people around you aren't supportive, that means you need to be around other people. My uh, girlfriend on here, Shamir, she has a, a company, Dr. Locks. And I remember her saying two years ago, my products are going to be in Target. I don't know that they're in Target yet, but she maintains that. She says they're going to be in Target. So it's a matter of time for her products are in Target because she's growing so much. She's in several countries already. She has her products distributed in several, country, several countries. She has videos where she's in her kitchen making them. And she said she just did it on a whim. If You can listen to her interview when she was on the show. She did it because she was helping some people out in the salon that needed a conditioning product. And next thing you know, here she has a hair care line. So, and it's doing very well. So just, you have to be able to put your stuff out into the universe. Okay, so we're going to break. This is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that self-doubt. And we're going to also talk about the freedom. So I'll see you guys in just a second. Mwah. Bye. All right. Thank you, Shamir. I'm proud of you. I think you're awesome. David, what's going on with the um, storm? You guys are having a bad storm up there? I guess so. He said the power went out up there. Yay. Not yay that the power is out. Yay that I like that post from Shamir. <sighs> okay, so Facebook, while we're on break, and uh, I don't even know what's going on if the power is out in the station. But we're on break, so we can talk for a couple minutes about, um, let's see, what would I share with you? Let me see what who says. So Stephanie says, oh, that was from earlier. Joy is on here listening. 
She wants to do some growing up, Joyce Lynn. We're going to do that next week, Joyce, uh, Joya. We're going to talk about uh, Quentin coming over for just a few minutes before I read a bedtime story. As a matter of fact, let me grab my book before. Oh, here it is. I got it. I didn't know I had it right here. Before we come back on from break. So, but anyway, let's see. Hi, George. Hi, Randall. Hi, Matt. Self-doubt is our internal alarm that we may not be on point or that we're slacking. So I would definitely agree with that, David. Self-doubt has a way of holding us hostage. So we have to trust our uh, movements and keep going. Hey, Sheila. Hey, Harvey. Sheila makes these really awesome cakes that I had to make sure I didn't order one when I came up the last time. I've ordered one like three times in a row. And um, when I come to Atlanta, and they're so yummy, but I had to make it a point not to, even though she posts them on Facebook all the time. All right, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. And we're moving into the next segment. So you guys know, and I should have said this during break, but I have a website, JoycelynWells.com, and that has all of my stuff on it, where I'm going to be, if there's a reading, if I'm traveling, the radio times, a link to listen, if you're not live on Facebook, upcoming um, books. I just actually sent my novel to be approved for publishing today, so I'm excited about that. That should have been on my celebrations. That lets you know how busy I've been. So that website is up. There's also another website called uh, Shape Publishing or AboutShape.com, and you can get to either of them from my site, but that's my publishing site. So if you're interested in publishing a book or you need some writing coaching or you have some questions or you want to see my other authors, go there and check them out. Great stuff. And my blog also is on JoycelynWells.com. So if you want to see any pictures from my trip to Italy, they're on my blog and some really good um, writing on that as well. All right, so we were talking about the steps of putting your stuff into the universe, saying them out loud, the opportunity, seeing that it's there, studying for it. And then we talked about self-doubt. David made a comment about self-doubt being it maybe an alarm saying that we're not on point or that we're slacking in life. To me, self-doubt is like um, the little annoying uh, brother or sister that just try to make you do something different. And you, we get to a point that we ignore it or it, it, we overpower it, right? That's kind of the saboteur in us and we get past that. So I've, I had to deal with the self-doubt a lot, even up until everything, my, what time the flights left, if I was going to be on time, if I was going to miss them, if it was going to be a delay. I go through this whole thinking process of how things can go wrong, but I'm getting better. I'm learning so much more patience and I'm trusting in myself. And then um, once you get past the self-doubt, there's an amount of peace that settles over you. You literally have a calm that just sits on you and the self-doubt just stops. It has nowhere to go because now you're in the zone. You're on the path to being where you're supposed to be. You're in a good place and the self-doubt goes away and you sit in this peaceful place. And people say that all the time. I just want peace. Most of the time you realize your peace that you're not getting is coming from inside of you, not from outside of you. Because if you have figured out how to get peace in yourself, everything that happens around you, it doesn't even matter. You can literally watch a building burn down and not even stress about it. The peace comes from inside of you. And so that's a, a thing that's misleading is that people will say, and you've seen this on Facebook, just be my peace. You can't, you're not going to be um, somebody's peace. That's not how that's going to happen. Sorry. You're your own peace. You have to establish that from your internal self, your peace. You have to get to a place of understanding who you are. You can't give somebody peace. If somebody tells you or asks you to be their peace, what they're pretty much telling you is to sit right here, allow me to take from your goodness and shut the hell up. Allow me to make use of you. Sit here, do nothing, be quiet, but when I want to take your goodness from you, I'll take your goodness from you. But don't give me any flack about it because now you're not being my peace. 
fuck that. That's not how that works. Your peace is who you are. It's in here. You get to a place of peace in yourself. Everything around you will fall into place. Shut that shit out, right? So uh, shut it down. Don't even get caught up in that. So when, when you hear somebody talk about that, being your peace or being their peace or making, no, that just means I'm going to take everything that you have that's good and I'm going to use it the way I want to and you don't give me any flack about it. You don't need that in your life. So it looks like um, I just got a message from David. They're out of power at the station. So we'll just go on for a little bit longer. Uh, I'll finish this up and then we can, uh, we'll wrap up for tonight and we can finish next week. So the freedom is the last thing. So you go from saying it out loud, your opportunity, studying about it, removing self-doubt, your peace, and then you get to your freedom. Now, if you remember a few minutes ago, I told you guys that I was literally studying every dollar that I had making sure that I spend it in a way that it was going to last me beyond as long as I could stretch it, how my dollars were going to last, that I didn't end up in any debt and I didn't come back with some crazy debt. So check this out. Here I am on vacation. I'm getting new clients who are readily paying their deposits to start their publishing process who are making payments on their publishing process. And I'm not doing anything but working. Like I'm working, but I'm not going to work. And I'm not stressed about it. So when I'm, I remember I sent out an invoice and I thought that I didn't send the invoice and I went to check to make sure it sent and the payment was already there within a couple of minutes. So that, those are things that let you know that you're where you're supposed to be. And that's the freedom. That's the freedom that I'm trying to get to, to be able to move about the globe or wherever I want and still be able to receive the fruits of my labor. So my publishing is going well. Um, my clients are coming in. I'm very pleased with that. And my book sales, they're kind of, you know, they're meandering, but I don't think I'm going to get rich off the first book or the second, maybe the third. <laughs> But I'm going to keep writing because that's definitely a gift that I have. So that's the freedom for me. So now I talked about this live. I'm in a place of like I'm standing, I'm straddling a line of going to work 40 hours for somebody and working full time for myself. And so that's still 